0: Makers of Sport Podcast, episode 62 with Michelle Cruz. Welcome to episode 62 of the Makers of Sport podcast. I'm your host, Adam Martin, at T Adam Martin on Twitter. Today on the show, I'm very happy to welcome Michelle Cruz to the podcast. Michelle is a senior art director for the New York Red Bulls. And prior to the Red Bulls, Michelle spent time at ESPN, and then also the New York Knicks, where she worked alongside Episode 54 guest and makers of Sport Pal, Alex Mount from the NFL. And then also, similar to last week's guest, Eric Bottomer, Michelle has had an appearance on the podcast already as she provided a brief soundbite at the major level Creative Connect Conference back in summer of 2015. Welcome to the show, Michelle. I appreciate you taking the time to come aboard.
1: Oh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for calling me up.
0: (laughs) So... Uh, first of all, you guys just, you wrapped up your season and it's, you had a fantastic season, but it was kind of a tough, tough little stretch there at the end. How are things around the office?
1: You know, um, the, this, the, after that Monday morning, we were, we were definitely a little sad. Um, but, uh, this year has, it was much better than last year because, uh, last year we had lost in the, um uh, the semi the semifinals and, uh, or the beginning of the playoffs. So to reach almost to the MLS cup, that was such a big, um, improvement and accomplishment for us. So it gets better. You know, the next day we're like, it gets better. We get stronger. We find, um, players that, uh, that we know will work well with our team and our, and the way we play. So we weren't sad at all. Um, it was definitely down by the wire by the very, very last two, yeah. two minutes. Um, we thought the ball went in, but uh, you know, it's, it, we learn from it and we just get better.
0: Yeah. Well, you and I were talking a little bit before the show and just for, for those that haven't, had an opportunity or, or they'll just maybe don't know who you are you've had quite an extensive career in the yeah. sports industry and uh, both in media and in on the in-house t- uh, team side so just for those that aren't familiar why don't you give us a little bit of rundown on your story that sort of leads up to the red bulls
1: oh uh, wow
0: uh so <laughs> yeah a little rundown uh, right <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> um. Well, wow. this I, it starts me almost like 15 years ago. I, wow, I I think I've been in sports design for 13 years, um, and uh, you know that's a really some, long time for this for this. <laughs> yeah, I mean is, for this it's, medium, it's a really yeah.
0: Long time. Most people get sick of it and they're like, "I'm out of here."
1: I have lots of gray hairs. To show, but, uh, uh, I yeah, I went to I went to Savannah College of Art and Design for graphic design and motion graphics. And I spent five years in Savannah Uh, and then uh, I graduated and got a job really quickly at ESPN. And I I did not watch ESPN. I, you know, I, I love design. I love architecture. I love typography. I love motion graphics. Um, I always wanted to design movie posters when I was little. And then my life, my, you know, I, I got a job at ESPN and, and um, in Connecticut. So, I was in Connecticut. I'd never been to Connecticut. I didn't know what what was in store for me. So, um, so yeah, I spent, I spent eight years at ESPN as a, um, designer and then I got promoted to a motion designer too. So what that entails is kind of, is working on shows and working on packages, working on, um, desk graphics, uh, signage uh environment design um, logo design so at ESPN for eight years I pretty much had a really good time working on all these facets of design um yeah so eight years that's a long time it's hard to kind of say everything I, I touched a world cup I've done um Cricket stuff, I've done NASCAR stuff, I've done uh, basketball, football, NBA, and um, I I really love the ESPN. I mean, being there at eight years will tell you that I really love being there. And then after, for eight years, I, you know, New York always, like, that was always something I wanted to be close to and be near. So uh, there was a position at the New York Knicks for an art director and I interviewed, I, I interviewed maybe two or three times and I got the call and And uh, for, so I was at New York Knicks, I, I got the job at New York Knicks and I was there for four years and there I pretty much uh, did uh, like bigger branding so this was pretty much the look and feel of the Knicks and their branding and their marketing and uh, marketing uh, collateral. They're in arena graphics, so it was great that I had a background in motion graphics, so I can um, jump on board with the in arena video editors, and then also uh, with the print, which I worked with Alex um, with, and... Yeah, so I was there for four years. Loved the Knicks. Loved being at the Garden. Uh, something about the Garden was just so magical. I can't even describe it in words. Um, going to the games, it's something magical about it. And then you know, seeing your work up at the jumbotron, or you see some, you know some kid holding a ticket that you've designed, or a brochure, or even a little T-shirt. I think that makes me so happy. So that was <laughs> that was four years, and then um, there was a position that opened at the Red Bulls, and. Uh, I was like, you know what, you know, this, this sounds very cool. Like this soccer, uh, it's, it's, it's the New York Red Bulls. So they're uh, European. Uh, They, they must think out of the box and very progressive. And, uh, I looked on their website, their designs were very cool. And, and I, I got the job. What year was it? That was just like a year and a half ago. Yeah! Wow, a year and a half ago, I, I got the job at New York Red Bulls, and I absolutely love it here. Everyone is so collaborative and such a family uh, environment, and uh, you know everyone. Is, I I can I can talk for hours about how awesome the Red Bulls are. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Well, I, I definitely want to get into that too. Um, yeah.
1: So yeah, that was pretty much like quickly <laughs> in a nutshell, like my life.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, I do want to go back a little bit. You you before SCAD where were you from were you like a sport you so you were a sports fan you're more of a fan of just like architecture and art and things like that right yeah
1: I so yeah I grew up in Germany because my dad uh my dad joined the army when I was really young um I was born in Puerto Rico and then we moved real quick to Germany um and then I was in Germany for uh, wow I was in Germany from I was age four and then I left at 18 to go to college at SCAD so I was in Germany for a really long time. And I was on a base, uh, so it was you know lots of American kids and and whatnot. But yeah, I was not around sports. My parents didn't watch football. My parents, my parents loved salsa dancing and <laughs> having <laughs> having awesome parties. And um, but my mother, what she always did, and especially in Germany, she would take us to the art galleries. She would travel. We'd go to Paris on the train, or we. Right we'd go to every art gallery possible and she just put me in every art class possible. So that's how I got to, I fell in love with art and design. So yeah, I never, never was in the sports, you know, I wasn't, you know, crazy. I still, I'm still learning about stats.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's it's. I find it super interesting because you've, like you said, I mean, you've been in, in the industry now, like in this niche of the industry for like 13 years. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's <laughs> people are. You have to almost be become really passionate about it to to stay in it that long. Especially when oh, you know we we both know how sometimes it can be kind of a struggle with dealing with ma- different managers or whatever that maybe just don't have that sort of creative bone, you know, it's in tough. them.
1: It's it's tough. I will tell I will tell you in thirteen years. I will tell you it's it's tough because when when you're so creative. Um, you know you're so passionate about you want something to look really good and that's that's what you what you want at the end game you know um it's tough when a manager is is seeing it a different way so i you know one thing to learn or you know one thing i've learned is that is to you know kind of compromise and and get a good marriage between what your manager or what your boss thinks and how you want it to look so it's always that good marriage and, and and listening and and it, it's it's tough in the beginning because we're so passionate, you know. We're so <laughs> as designers, we're very connected, are very attached
0: mm-hmm. to
1: our work. So it's it's hard to 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 work with managers and, and clients who that have a different aspect or different perspective on things. But
0: right, well, I, I, one thing uh, one thing I find extremely interesting, and, and I'll post a link in the show notes for listeners. But you in your in your time at ESPN. You worked on so many things, like it's it's crazy. Like I'm looking at, it, it's like literally like the last eight years of ESPN. It's almost like you've you've touched it, right? Like there's yeah. there are things still in like the Baseball Tonight uh, logo, and then the uh, the Texas Longhorn Network, and all these things. And and having not grown up in really in the U.S. where it's like college sports crazy in the Southeast and or just like throughout really throughout most of the country, except for maybe the bigger cities you got to work on some of the biggest like college sports <laughs> things that there are. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's pretty awesome. I will say I'm so happy when I, you know, I turn on ESPN or I see somebody watching, I see something that I've done. I, I get so happy. You have no idea. I get so thrilled. My heart just starts beating so fast. Cause I love like, I, I, I don't listen. I just look at how they do it.
0: You know? right, right,
1: How they create on TV. But yeah, I, at ESPN, I did do a lot. Um, and I was so, you know, what's interesting, I think what I, what I brought different to the table is that I, because I don't know much about sports and I don't look at, you know, I didn't watch ESPN while I was growing up, I guess I brought something different, a different perspective right. in the way, the vision, how things would look or, or how I would strategize things. I think um, I brought a different you know, a facet to some project or, you know, I think that's what made all these, all these projects interesting is because they're, they're very different and either they're clean or they're complex or they're very imaginative or organic. Um, Like that's my look is it's like I have a different, I don't have the same look for everything. Everything's very different.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and and one thing I think for most people that, um, that don't grow up watching sports become, creative, uh, you know, work in the creative industries and then maybe they end up working with sports is the thing that I really enjoy the most about sports nowadays is not even necessarily what happens on the field or on the court, but it's just, it's just this whole intersection of like culture and entertainment, right? Like mm-hmm. it's this beautiful mixture and I sort of just like operate by this mentality that, um, and even just through my consulting, my design uh, company'm a freelancer full time uh, d- day to day and then this is sort of a side project for me but the it, there's the sports they just they transcend culture i mean they they really yeah. are sort of like this unifier i don't there's no other thing in the world that you can seamlessly communicate with someone from a different culture without doing so in audible form yeah. right it's like this I mean the world cup nobody speaks the same language but they're they're communicating through like what's happening right it's crazy.
1: Yeah. especially ESPN does a good job at um, you know you visualizing. You know, you we're, we're visual people, so if you have this dynamic look and feel, and and you show it on you know a show or something, you know, we can all relate. You know, in any country, you can see that that Sports Center logo or you or the Sports Center song the audio. Everybody knows that's you know Sports Center.
0: Right, right, yeah, and that's it's sort of and that just sort of touches on. How branding is is mm-hmm. uh, something that spans something that's visual, but also like audio. I mean, you you hear the Sports Center ringtone or whatever from just the ESPN app, and you know exactly what that is.
1: Oh yeah,
0: oh yeah, definitely. Well, well, so like, I am curious. I've always had this sort of fascination with motion. I mean, I, I just I never I remember um, a few years back, probably probably like six years ago or something. Ford, like Ford trucks did this uh, motion package with uh, the guy from Dirty Jobs. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. And it was just like this kinetic typography. I I know what you're
1: talking about. I remember that. I I, I I mean,
0: I looked at that and I was like, I love this. And I really want to learn how to do this. But it's one of those things where I think that if it's really tough to learn just because like it takes a lot of people involved in like these production processes, Mm -hmm. as far as Mm -hmm. like networks, graphics packages, it's something that's really hard to learn on your own. So I'm curious, like from a process perspective, how does that work? I mean, you guys like creating things in Photoshop and then like showing like sort of like what a, what a, what the mood would look like, and then yeah. it gets animated or what? So
1: yeah, that's a great question. Um, since you know, even from Scad being in motion graphics classes and in graphic design classes, Scad is I mean a wonderful school, and they really teach you how to you know use these these tools and and, and, and you know the future in your life and um, but. Uh, one thing, one thing I start doing when I sit with a team of video editors, I sit with a team with animators, I sit with a team with uh, print designers. Um, even at ESPN, they, ESPN taught us how to work in collaborative in a team and how to bounce ideas off of each other. So, um, one thing that I I love to do is is research. Research is the most most important thing. Like above all, like if you start sketching, I think research is so important because there's so much awesome stuff out there on the web that you can get even crazier ideas and awesome ideas. So how I start is bra research. And then with all these research and inspiration and these mood boards that I create, um, you know, I have, I have my animators in the room and the print designers in a room and trying to figure out a look and feel that could be for print. And also how can it move? Like, can, you know, a lot of print designers I've noticed, uh, um, they, we all think in 2d, you know, and animators, they only think in 3D space. So how, it's like, how do we make an object move? How do we make it like interesting in, in a, in a path, in a world where all these elements can marry? So the great thing about what I love to do is getting all these inspiration, all these mood boards together and creating something unique and work from there. Like, um, uh, I can give you a couple examples. Um, I worked on the WNBA New York Liberty look and feel where Uh um, it's pretty much panels um, and it's images and panels and, but it slides over to the left and to the right. And you can use that for print and you can use it in motion design. Um, ESPN does a good job of uh, showing all these really cool elements that flash in the air. They move around, they sparkle, particles Uh explode. And then a lot of that can tra- a lot not not everything but a couple of those elements can be transferred to print design so it's right. kind of finding that really cool those elements that can be moved and printed like flat 2d mm-hmm. um, and that's one thing that that I love coming on board with New York Red Bulls they found me and they they're like you know I love that you can talk to our animators of a and also talk to our print designers because sometimes they're, they're, you know sometimes there's a disconnect. Sometimes the video editors and animators are in a little room, you know, making little cool uh, graphics animations for the the game. And then there's print designers in another room that are doing tickets and magazines and Mm T-shirts. So they're never, ever talking, you know, like it's so here I am. I bring those groups together and, and they're both creative and, you know, they they have some wonderful ideas. So how do we bring those departments together? to make an awesome package because sometimes it's hard. Like I've seen, I've, I've been to other arenas and their, and their jumbotron graphics are as different than what their tickets look like. they yeah. different than what their magazines look like. It's different from their, what their t-shirts or what they sell in their store. So here I'm here to kind of marry the in arena graphics with the print world. Like the print department, like right. this is what I love to do is bring those guys together and say, we need to have consistent branding. Um, we need to, you know, I've always, and Alex will tell you and all my other designers will tell you my favorite saying is consistent branding is good branding because I, everything has to be consistent in order to be an amazing brand.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, there there definitely needs to be a cohesion between everything. I mean, and especially almost even more so now in in today's modern era of digital media than anything, just because like if you think about the Twitter, like Twitter, all the Mm -hmm. way through Facebook, through like what's happening on Snapchat now, and just like all these different areas that that we're creating visual assets for.
1: It needs to be consistent. It needs to be like, uh, you know, I sit with our Red Bulls, our social media people, and, and I have to, like, we need to be consistent. We need to be on the same page. We can't, you know, we're our colors are red, black, red, black, navy, and white and gray. So if, let's say, a social media person does something and puts purple, I'm like, no, no like, we can't. We need to be consistent. We need to be cohesive. And And, and the more collaborative we all are, the better we are.
0: Right. Well, and I think something that's interesting that a lot of people probably don't understand until they get a little bit more deep in terms of just scaling uh, and out their visual assets and making creative uh, just graphics that sort of span a gamut of of mediums is that you can actually create like this cohesion of, of a brand and like a visual language without actually even using the logo. Right oh, like yeah. and, and I think that's like one of the most beautiful things about the design in, or just the visual design industry in general and I this is a completely overused example that I know my listeners like hate hearing this, but I <laughs> always talk about the London Olympics and how yeah. like Wolf Olins, the brand design firm over and uh, across the pond over there they 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 created this visual language that when you see like the big pink block block uh, areas of color and just those graphics and those hard edges, you, you don't even have to see the word London written out. You know that that's what that is, right? You know and that's that. just like a beautiful thing.
1: That's when you know you got a good branding. When you don't have to see the words, you know the look and feel is automatically that.
0: Right. Well, look, uh, tell me this. Is there is there a difference between uh, like a motion designer and an animator?
1: So a motion designer is basically... Um, what's the best way? Like we all know the, the title sequence for seven, you know, Brad Pitt's with the movie mm-hmm. seven. So everybody knows the title sequences. That's a motion designer did that because that a motion designer is basically a graphic designer designing in motion. So basically 2d typography, um, shapes, uh, basically you're creating a, almost a 2d world, like a, in a 3d space. So like you're making okay. it And an animator is usually maybe 80% of the time is doing 3D modeling. So it's, they're using Cinema 4D and Maya, Mm -hmm. um, like, uh, uh, what's the great, uh, you know, Toy Story and all those movies. Oh yeah,
0: Pixar, yeah.
1: The Pixar, that's basically a lot of animators work on that because that's 3D modeling. It's, you're using wired frames to, to make characters in in a, in a, in an environment and a motion designer is basically using a graphic designer, moving design and, and typography. And I guess the best example would be the seven, like watching the title sequences for the movie seven. That's mm-hmm. the best way to describe to anyone what's a motion designer.
0: So is our, our motion designers living, spending a lot of time in After Effects or is that something that yes. like, okay.
1: Yeah, about 80, 90, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent.
0: Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. So, because it, it seems like, I mean, you see a lot of, Photoshop and and motion design just seem to go together hand in hand. I mean, you see a lot of really good visually designed things oh, yeah. <laughs> that are p- produced in motion. So, I'd imagine that your your sort of ability and and your double major really really played into being able to bridge those areas as you mentioned like at ESPN, sort of yeah, managing helps. multiple multiple places.
1: I think that's what, you know, what I, I tell a lot of people, a lot of kids when I have interns, um, when I get interns for, for the Red Bulls, uh, you know, they're always, they're always doing one major graphic design and I'm always like telling them, like, you should definitely get, take classes in motion design if you love graphic design so much, um, or a 3D animation, you know, definitely explore that world because it really helps when you, when you look for jobs or you look for, you know, you, you, you're more of a, you're a bigger asset. If you, you can do more with what you, you know, you're your, what you have. Um, yeah, I, you know, funny, I started when I f- went my first year at SCAD or my second year at SCAD, I took a 3D class and I just could not for the life of me. That 3D wiring and the, the environments, that was so much, so much for, like, it was just too much for me. So I took, a, I, I took a, um, a type in motion class and I just fell in love with it because it was everything that I loved about graphic design, but then I was moving it. Yeah. Like, oh, that, that's everything I wanted. So that's, that's where it started.
0: That's probably where we all like kinetic typography too, where yeah. <laughs> it just flows in and out. Well, I think one thing that um, actually this is a complete aside, but I came really close to uh, doing Scad online for um, for motion. I, like I was to the point where it was like that Ford, those Ford commercials pushed me <laughs> to the point where I was like really considering looking into it. Um, but so you obviously you were at ESPN for eight years, and yeah. that. Oh, eight years, um, I mean, not only is that a long time, but like eight years in, uh, in the context of like the, the last decade or so, oh, yeah. a changed. lot changed just like for in the media landscape, in the digital landscape and everywhere. Can you talk a little bit about some of that? Just yeah. There seemed to be a lot of growth and like those types of things. You're experimenting and that type of thing.
1: Um. So yeah, eight years. I was there between I graduated uh, two thousand three. So I was kind of on the cusp of analog, um, just how they were. Just ESPN had already gone over, you know, HD and stuff. So um, my first year at ESPN, I was on a on a on a software called Paintbox, and I don't even think they have this anymore. <laughs> Pretty much paint box is a this large, it, it, I don't know the best way to describe this, like, you know, those arcade games that you go, um, that you play Pac-Man, those, yeah. those like you got to stand Kombat up. Mortal Kombat 1. Yeah, so, so you got to stand up, there's this paint box, you got to, you, you can sit down, but you have a, a, a tablet, like a pen and a tablet. And you're basically designing graphics on this tablet. And then it you then you send it off to to the control rooms. And then there, the control rooms, those people, like, punch it in. And then it goes on the air. So I was on this paint box between 2003 and 2004. We only had it for a year. And it was pretty – it was easy. It was, like, the, the easiest – it was probably the, like fo- – remember Photoshop 1 or 2 when it was, like, the easiest tools? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, this paint box, I, I learned on this paint box. Uh, you, you know, they had only, only five fonts, and they only had, we had an archive of photos, uh, of sports photos, and then we couldn't do much with the design. In 2003, it's pretty much adding a photo and then the type. Um, so that was my first year. And I was like, what is this? This is so strange. This paint box where at SCAD, we were already on max.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, it was, it was very interesting. But a year after they tossed, they threw away those paint boxes. And then we went to max really quickly. And there we we worked all our projects on Photoshop. So there, okay, I was like, okay, this is great. We're using Photoshop. We save them out, and we save them out into a server. And then the control room people, folks, they punch those in, and they will automatically put them on air. Um, So my first year or two, that was just a strange, uh, like, a very strange world where things were done on limited resources. And then the next, you know, six, seven years, everything was done on a Mac and, and it was magically saved and magically put on air. And um, so even now I think they've gotten better with just how quickly it goes up on air because it would take time from you finishing the artwork to the TV to, to getting on screen. That took a little longer Um, but now they're, they're so quick. They're so fast, but, uh,
0: yeah. Was there anything in that era that you, you remember seeing on television or just movie credits or whatever, where you're just like, that is so awesome. I wish we could do, or, or like you sort of patterned something after that.
1: Um, yeah. When I was young, when I first started there again, I think, you know, growing up in Germany, I'd, I'd watch BBC and, and, uh, you know spanish channels they're doing really cool graphics um and even the german channels are doing really cool graphics so i would always try to mirror that or copy that in a lot of my designs at the beginning and it, it kind of sprung ideas which you see on my website but uh i don't know i think its it was a little blur from the analog digital trans mm-hmm. you know transformation but uh we were, we, you know, we we just sit on these, you know. We had four screens around us, and we had one to watch ESPN to see our graphics if they were good, and then we had another screen to work on a Photoshop, and another screen to test the graphic if it was horizontal or vertical. It's, it's very, very interesting.
0: Well, let's let's uh, let's kind of talk about your transition a little bit. You. You talk about moving to New York, and I mean, we're talking like this is sort of like the mecca of culture yeah. and architecture. You
1: make it here, you make it anywhere. <laughs>
0: yeah, and design and that type of thing. And and so, like you know, historically, you didn't come from a sports background, but you you chose to stay in sports. Like, why why stay in sports and not go say work for like a a, a major design firm? Like, I don't know, like a Pentagram or whatever.
1: Uh, you know, it's it's you know, a lot of people ask me that. I I think what it is is. I love seeing like I said earlier I love seeing a kid come into the garden and they they just bought a t-shirt or they have a ticket in their hand that I designed or um or I see a lot of my work on the website or um on entering graphics like that makes me so happy that just brings me joy I think Um, I, I, anyone can tell you, I love print a little bit more than, more than motion graphics because I can hold, I can touch what I've done in my hand at ESPN. I've created thousands upon thousands of things to go on air and it just, it goes away in seconds. Nobody remembers it, but me. (laughs) Right. Right. Um,
0: unless it's, unless it's the Ford F-150 commercial. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, but, uh, I don't know what I was saying because I I just got so oh yeah so yeah that makes me happy I love you know I love you know going to games even at Red Bulls and the Knicks I love going to games and I see my stuff on t-shirts and and uh little you know rally towels and stuff like that and pens it makes me I'm really humble in that way I just I think that makes me happy like I forget about myself and I and I'm doing it for the fans this is ultimately for the fans and I want them to experience. It's all about experience uh, in these matches, in these games and these matches. And that makes me happy when somebody comes and has a good fan experience.
0: Right. And, you know, I really enjoy hearing that, especially from someone that maybe didn't historically come from sports, because at the end of the day, it's. I think that's what really drives a lot of us is this sort of, you know, we are, we we're not curing cancer, right? Like, there's no yeah. question. We all know that, but there, you are providing like this little bit of joy in people's lives. Yeah, and to that's me, that's very pleasing. Difference. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, well you you uh, you worked with Alex, right? Alex Mouse. He oh, yeah. was on episode. Usually, I'm really good about rattling these 50, off. 50. 54. <laughs> 54. Well, you know, did you say 52? You got me kind of questioning it now. I'm gonna have to go back and look. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, so, and then, and then also, um, is it Tariq? Tariq, yeah. Yeah. Tarek. Yeah. Yeah. So Tariq, he's, he works. And now the MSG, right. That's, they own the properties of, they own the Rangers. Yep. And they own the, the Rangers
1: and Tariq was the, is our directors for the Rangers.
0: Yeah. So uh, that's what I'm curious. Like all of you, each of you, even though you worked for Madison Square Garden, you know, the properties or whatever, each of you sort of had, like, one, you know, he lists our director for the Rangers. Uh, you know, you list our director for the Knicks. Like, so did, was each person sort of in charge of like a certain sport, even though you're all kind of under the same hat?
1: Um, You know, it's, uh, we were di- divided in that way. We we're all in the same room. Um but it never stopped us from collaborating and talking and critiquing each other's work and, and brainstorming. Um, that's what we love so much about it. Even though we, you know, Tarek worked on Rangers, you know, a hundred percent of the time and Tarek and Alex worked on both. So we're, we're all bouncing ideas off of each other and trying to get better, you know, as designers and, and mentors. And, um, but uh, we separately, control the look and feel like Tark would have control of what the Rangers look and feel would be. And Alex and I would be, you know, the, the Knicks side and making sure that looks like the Knicks. Cause you know, the, the hockey and basketball are totally different sports and, right. and totally, di- you know, uh, hockey has a different demographic and, and basketball has a different demographic. So we have to take that into account when we're designing um, packages and whatnot. So Definitely, it was it was a great project every year, every off season to work on the new season and what that would look like for for the year.
0: We uh, Alex Alex spoke obviously at uh, major level Connect, and uh, yep. she mentioned like this whole closet, <laughs> like working <laughs> working in the closet. Like talk about talk about that a little bit. What was what, describe that experience?
1: Uh, we uh, at the Knicks, we uh, they 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 had so many people, so many people work at the Knicks and the Rangers and the Liberty. It's all on one floor. I would say it's like lots of floors, maybe six floors dedicated to all of us. And, uh, um, you know, the designers, you know, it's, I, I think sometimes we're the last one to be thought of. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, it's like, Stick wow, the weird we, art kids in the back.
1: Yeah. Where do we put those designer guys? Um, so it, you, we used to, a uh, storage closet, but it's that was a pretty big storage closet. I was like, "Wow, this is a really big storage closet." So they they had redone it and put us, you know, got us new Macs and new uh, new furniture or whatnot. But we always left it dark because we don't, you know, the lights in our buildings are just atrocious and they're yeah. terrible for our screens. So we always kept the lights off. So we, people called it the cave. Yeah, you know, so. <laughs> People would come in. It was totally dark. It's therapeutic. Everybody wants to come in and talk about their feelings. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you, awesome. uh, I miss, miss I miss
0: that. That's funny. Well, it sounds like it was a fun environment to work in. It was. You, you um you did get to do a broad scope of work at the Knicks. I mean, you worked on you know digital to tickets to uh, the motion side to UI even. What's yeah. uh, and and so for me like. I really enjoy a lot of disciplines. And most of my focus is in like UI and then print and branding, right? As opposed to like yours being motion and that type of thing. But um, there's there's sort of that whole like, for me, it's like I enjoy doing all of these things. I just enjoy doing them for one industry. Like Mm -hmm. having that vertical market knowledge Mm. But what are your thoughts on this whole jack of all trades mentality, master of none? Like, is it, is it vital to sort of have this type of curiosity and know how to, to be like a creative uh, in the sports industry? Like, is that something that we should have or is it like, or or do you think it would be better just to like kind of niche out and be like, I only make logos?
1: Uh, No, I don't. I definitely think you should be broad and open to, you know, learning and, and studying it as much as you can under the umbrella of design um you know I I love doing everything I really do I think the more I do the more I love thing everything (laughs) um
0: do you still like do you still draw inspiration from places like architecture and just some of that some of that sort of history that you grew up with
1: yeah, you know what? I take a lot of pictures. Um, Tark does the same thing, which I love. He, like, I think for designers, drawing and taking photos is so so important because you can, you know, go back to those photos and find some inspiration and find some great idea. Um, so I definitely recommend like even drawing. I had I had I had hired a guy at the Knicks and um, uh, Freeman Robinson, very awesome guy. Now he's with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, he drew everything out, which was so cool. Um, and I, you know, I always, I love that. I love seeing him draw. And uh, my strengths are, are like more painting, but in photography. So I love like seeing illustrators go at it. And, and it just sparks more ideas for me for a bigger project, big idea. Um, but I do recommend you know, learning as much as you can. If you have you know interest in motion graphics, definitely take a class or two. Um, illustration, three D, Maya, Cinema 4D. I totally,
0: I, I just go for it. Right. Well, it's funny that you mentioned. Did you say Freeman Robinson? Yeah. Is it Jason Freeman Robinson? Jason,
1: yeah. Yeah. Was, okay.
0: So yeah. it's he. He just connected to me on LinkedIn like a, a while ago. It's crazy how like such a small world. Mm-hmm. That, that this all is once you kind of cu- get deep down into it i do want to switch past though. let's talk about the red bulls uh, and a little little history just for listeners the red bulls used to be the metro stars mm-hmm. and they became the red bulls after being purchased by red bull gmbh which is the austrian company that owns the drink red bull mm-hmm. and to me it, it is like it's crazy interesting that a consumer brand owns a team. And not not just one team, but multiple teams, which yep. we'll get into. There's, there's sort of that whole mentality of sports and sponsorship, but a brand actually owning a team takes it to a whole new level. So tell us a little bit about Red Bull from the professional, for, from the professional sports team perspective and sort of how they span multiple teams across the globe and that type of thing, just for people that, that maybe don't know that.
1: Yeah, So, and, and that's something I didn't know until... Uh, you know, at Knicks, you know, I didn't know that, that Red Bull owned this team, this New York team. Um, it's definitely an advantage because we don't have a strange sponsor written across our shirt. We don't have a strange, like, we don't have an airline. We don't have a shaving cream. We don't have, um, you know, a healthcare provider or something across, written across. It's, it's the Red Bulls, you know, uh, they, they own this team. Um, and it's nice that... Uh, I think, um, you know, I've only been here a year and a half, but um, I, what I've seen is that uh, it's nice to cut off the fat from, you know, uh, maybe the approval process or branding or um, advertising and sales. It's, it's, we really are, we're a small little bunch here at, at, in, the, in the New York office. Um, it's probably about maybe 200 of us or maybe less actually. And you know, we have we have close ties to Austria, but not that close. You know, we definitely, when it comes to branding guidelines and, and just developing the look and feel, I do have to go to the creative team in Austria and talk to them about what I can do or what I cannot do. <laughs> but
0: uh, is that Red Bull Creative? That that's Red
1: Bull Creative, okay.
0: Yeah. And they, they, they produce the content or they sort of oversee the creative for. All the things Red Bull does, right? Like, they, the,
1: yeah, they oversee everything um, the consumer
0: is, side to the sports side to even like the what this magazine, the Red Bull Bulletin or the Red Bull no, Bulletin.
1: Actually, so the, there's like these, there's all these umbrellas. There's so there's the Red Bull North America,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which they do um, the Red Bull, um, you know, the Music Academy, they do the Bulletin, they do, uh, um, Cool commercials. They do all the Red Bull North America, and then there's just Red Bull, um, the soccer teams, which is just basically sports um, concentrated. So that do their own thing. Um, so the creative team in Austria, uh, they they developed the look and feel for their Austrian team, and I developed, and my designers we develop the look and feel for here. So I do have to like you know have meetings with them and say this is what it's going to look like, and my bosses and my bosses will also like also go to Austria and say this is this is what the look and feel is going to look like.
0: So so you guys came up with like the whole red together campaign yeah. here yeah. in yeah. New actually, York.
1: Actually, yeah, it's funny. I I came up with that. So what happened was we all had a meeting here at Red Bulls, all the marketing people. We were brainstorming. We're like, what you know, we're you know, what should you know we don't want to do all in because every sports team in america is
0: all in in and rise up those are like the two most overused sports phrases
1: that's the uh but our coach jesse marsh he's uh,
0: coach of the year
1: coach of the year amazing amazing man he he always says all in during his practices and training he's always yelling it and we're all in together we're doing this together um we're all in so when we had our meeting about the playoffs we're like oh we don't want to do all in even though jesse says that on the on you know he says it in training um you know we don't want to use it in the campaign because everyone's used it but so we're just sitting here um I, found, I saw a shirt that said Boulder Together and, and I'm sitting here in my notes with everybody like together, together. And then somebody said red together. So we're all like, that's a great, that's a great, like, that's amazing because we're pushing the color red. Now that NYCFC is here and they're pushing their, you know, their blue, their baby blue. So it's a really nice that we're, it's like red together. That just sounded perfect.
0: Right. Did that you know, get... Like, did the fans really embrace that? I mean, that's something that they can really get behind.
1: Oh, my God. It was, it was as soon as we pitched, you know, as soon as we just, uh, like, threw it out there, people were just like, damn, that's great. I love it. People were hashtagging Red Together. We also created, in the campaign, we created other words like love together, fight together, advance together, um, to fight, you know, like, uh, huddle together, you know, like, things that could, words you could use with that.
0: Right. It almost seems like Red Together is is something that can just transcend the season. I mean this that's like becoming a brand, you know, like every year bread together like, you know, that's the th- that could be forever. <laughs> it's
1: great. Yeah, I, I hope we can definitely use it, you know, in the future. Um, but uh, yeah, we just we love that. We really did. That was that was a great red together because our campaign before was run with us. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And we've used that for so long. And now this, you know, Red right Together is so great. And I, you know, I hope we can use it. I hope we can definitely expand on that because yeah. it's such a great campaign and people love it.
0: Well let, well, let me ask you this. And I apologize if you already answered this because you cut out just for just a little bit earlier. But yeah. does, do the, do the Red Bulls, does each one of these teams all, let's see, one, two, three, one, two, three, six teams, different, you know, two hockey teams, four soccer teams. Does each one have their own in-house creative group? Yes,
1: yes. Wow. So So we, so me and my team here, we are just only New York Red Bulls.
0: Okay. Uh, Okay.
1: And the Austria, they have their own team. It's much, much bigger. The Red Bull creative in Austria, they do the hockey and the Leipzig and the Salzburg teams as well. So.
0: Well, and something I found interesting too, is it's, it's sort of, sort of weird to see, like, I mean, obviously Adidas has the, has a contract with the MLS. But yeah. then like you see some of these other leagues and it's like Red Bull <laughs> and it's like Nike, you know, sort of spans different brands. Yeah, it's, it's very,
1: it's, it's confusing to me.
0: <laughs> oh, and it's just the Red Bulls site, redbulls.com with like all five of the players, the Red Bulls in the background it's like real interactive. Yeah. That is super cool. Yeah, <laughs> I just cool. want to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'm curious, like. Red Bull just and we've talked about this. And I, I I mean I'm such a Red Bull fan. Like honestly, like everything. I mean, I remember when I <laughs> I remember when I when I saw um uh, Art of Flight <laughs> and yep. and I found out and I was just like, this is this was done by Red Bull. Like they sort of like this brand really pioneered the brand as a media company perspective. Oh yeah. I mean, it's insane. And and so like they i'm curious like does this culture of does it just sort of like span every single touch point of if that makes any sense like every single area like just the culture of red bull creative like overall and red bull media house and red Bull, and it's like does it does it all just like lead up to like this one culture that just bleeds down from the top
1: um well, you know it's interesting um i would say yes or no i think um all those entities from the art of flight, all those entities, you know, it has this, has, has, it's kind of become this culture of, of like that lifestyle. And I think soccer, this New York Red Bulls, is kind of a little outside of that, just because it feels like a, it's more sports. I don't know if that makes sense. The culture here is different than the music academy or the. Yeah. Yeah. You know uh, Skateboarding Ski scene Or the um, It's It's a different culture You know I, I think um, The people that come to The the fans that come to our matches They're not Probably Not In the same They're probably not They don't know that there's a music academy Or some of them know Or
0: um, Do you think Do you think there are people out there That don't know that it's owned by Red Bull like, they don't put two and two together. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. We've, we, we've, and there's probably comments. So once a day, they're like, why is there a bank on your shirt? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait. So here's, here's the thing, too, like that I found interesting. Looking at the hat, uh, one of my hats that I have, New York Red Bulls, and, uh, and then you have Red Bull. So it's like you have, and your, your sort of crest is Red Bull, New York, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have like New York Red Bulls. It's sort mm-hmm. of like, how do you determine which one to use as far as like brand style guidelines and that type of thing?
1: So we have to use the crest, which is the the two bulls facing each other and the sun and the soccer ball. A little bit above that, mm-hmm. that's that's the crest we have to use. That's our team crest. Um, and then the we were not allowed to use the 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 drink logo, which is the two bulls. On the jerseys, yes, but I can't use them on creative because we're we're the soccer team. We're not the drink. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, that does make sense. But like, when do you determine when to use Red Bulls, like with the S, as opposed to like, because the typography is the same, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I thought.
1: Yeah, yeah, we use we we use definitely to use the the word mark, um, and the New York Red Bulls. Um, we never have it. We never have New York red, like red bulls. Like we never would do that, but, um, definitely use New York red bulls and the crest in certain, you know, different situations.
0: So, so one thing that I've noticed on, and then obviously when you go to red bulls.com, you have like your 16s and at the top, you've got all the crests. And then one crest is completely different than the others. It doesn't have the word red bull in it at all. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Yes, yeah, so the ML, the MLSI, right? The, um, the uh, I'm not even going to try
0: to say the I'm not even going to try to say the name. It's, <laughs> I'm assuming it's a, a German or Austrian word.
1: And then uh, www.newyorkredbulls.com, right?
0: No, no, no. If you just if you just go to redbulls.com and it has all the teams like with the little. Um,
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's all. Everyone. That's basically the.
0: Yeah, and then you have the one that doesn't have. The it's funny we're talking. It's always funny to talk visual stuff during a podcast because it's like all audio. But listeners will will get a link in the show notes. But there's the one on the there's the one that's not. It doesn't use the crest. It's completely different, or it doesn't use the logo. The Red Bull. Oh, yeah.
1: Logo. So yeah, that's the that's the kind of um, yeah. There's there's a story why there is. I think they are kind of a secondary academy or something. They we the Red Bulls own them, but they're like. A tertiary or secondary team that that is like a partner and but we okay. can't have the word red bull or something i see i see yeah
0: that's cool so They're
1: part of the family but <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <That's okay. Yeah.
0: laughs> so um one thing that uh i love are your match posters oh yeah and double Day and cartwright does those right yep yep so talk about I had, I had Double Day and Cartwright I had Chris Eisenberg from Double Day and Cartwright on episode 39 so talk about your relationship with them and I mean those, those are that work is something that is not typically seen in sports like heavy illustration and that type of thing
1: I think you know what's cool about um, these match day posters and you only find them in, in I think the soccer culture because um, uh, LA Galaxy does them uh, I think a lot more MLS teams are doing them now
0: yeah, Dallas FC, I think, does match, match day posters. Yeah, that's
1: right, that's right, yeah. Um, and I like, you know what I love about Double Day Car is that they, it's totally different than the look and feel. Like, this is their, this is the green light that they have to do to be as creative and, and um, you know, within the brand guidelines, of course, um, and just be creative and do something interesting for every match day
0: poster what is their relationship with you guys? Like, have they always been doing the match day posters? Or? No,
1: this is, no, this is the first time um, they have a relationship with my marketing director. Um, and my marketing director says, Hey, let's, you know, let's put them on board this year. And this is the first year that we've done them. We've got a great positive feedback on these just because they're so interesting. and So, you know, illustrated and so abstract and at the same time, very red bulls, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, I love them. I mean, they they just they 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 really uh, step outside what the sort of like the quote unquote typical sports design look is. I mean, they're getting. I'm assuming like New York based illustrators and that type of thing. And and yeah. they vary. And and really, they their company in general, their work is <laughs> is so good. I'm just I'm such a fan of them just because like they just they have a different approach when it comes to doing work in sports, like at the intersection of like sports and culture.
1: Oh yeah, they it's 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 like a sports art gallery.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Are you uh, are you familiar with Victory Journal?
1: Um,
0: I don't think so. So they 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 put out this magazine called Victory Journal, and it is uh, I want to say that's where I see. I see them. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple a couple of those guys like have like a super heavy publication design background like worked for big publications oh, and that have type of thing. We've
1: used we've used uh, this one picture with all the fans. Yeah, we've used him before.
0: Yeah, this is this is just like they this is their they put together this um it's like the size of a newspaper and it's just like on this almost on newsprint paper and it's just this journal that's just this magazine that they put out I think once a quarter and it's just like super heavy focus on photography and just really focusing on like the human side of sport. Like most, most sports design and creative tries to show athletes as like these superheroes. Whereas like this is more like it's human, right? Yeah, like it looks very they, raw. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So I just I just didn't know. The reason why I asked is I didn't know if you guys had happen to do any other projects with them as far as like the Red Bulls were concerned. Cause obviously no, I knew just, they did the other.
1: Just double Dan Cartwright with all the posters. Um, no, we're really, we're just so happy with a lot of what they, they given us. Um, you know, it, I love, you know, one thing that I love is the research, you know, when they do the research and the concept development and, you know, there's always a back and forth, like, no, do this, you know, can you, can you take, delete that, you know? Um, so Basically, you know, a lot of these posters it's like uh, maybe two or three weeks in the making, and then there's a back and forth, back and forth, and and then it just comes out amazing. It's uh, you know the. Do, yeah.
0: do they toss up like a sketch, and they're like, "This is a sketch," yeah. is what we're thinking, and okay, yeah, because those are detailed illustrations.
1: Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> but, no. They start with like concepts and and ideas, and then we come back and and we kind of narrow it down, and then from there they they do another rough rough cut, and then we come back with. This is this is a good direction. Keep going, um, and then I think a couple days before it actually goes to print, we'll have little tiny edits. But other than that, I mean, this is pretty much their ideas and and their look and feel. It's and and you know the fans absolutely love it. They take them. They take uh, a lot of them and have the players sign them. So it's, this is really a, their work is amazing.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm curious um, because the brand is it pushes the boundaries red bull pushes the boundaries in all aspects everywhere that they go do you ever feel like do you ever feel pressure like just because like say red bull corporate or red bull creative or red bull media house is doing these really awesome things do you ever feel this pressure that's like you have to live up to what's being produced in other aspects of the brand because that's something different than what like a a normal sports team in-houser would feel
1: Uh, you know, I never, it's funny you you say that, um, my designer and I, we never ever feel like we need to be, um, molded into like maybe what other people are doing or what's trending now. Um, we really design for the fans and we, we hear the, what the fans want, um, we, you know, what I love about New York Red Bulls and the marketing staff that I work with and my bosses is that they really give me the freedom to be, you know, to think outside the box and create outside the box. And, um, you know, they're never rarely say that's a terrible idea, you know.
0: Yeah. But you guys are just so ingrained in your own culture as far as New York Red Bull soccer that you're not really paying attention to that much. No, we're not.
1: We're not. I mean, we love, my designer and I, we're always like, Going, seeking cool stuff, and and looking at galleries, and and seeing what uh, what's out there, and uh, and how how do how do we what we talk about is how do we bring what's trending and then into that sports
0: world, right? Now, your is your designer is that Kevin?
1: Yeah, Kevin Malbeck. Okay,
0: I met him at yeah MLC. Yeah,
1: and he's been he's been he interned here um, when it was at the Met Life Stadium. At the at the the Giants Stadium. This is see this is me. I don't know much about sports. Where the Giants play, that's where the Red Bulls started playing at before the arena was built.
0: Mm-hmm. And you guys now you're in New Jersey, right?
1: We're, yep, we're right across the water, um, New Jersey. We're like 15 minutes from Lower Lower Manhattan on the PATH train. So it's funny, a lot of people are like, "Oh, you're you're living New Jersey. You're so far away." But we're really like 15 20 minutes from <laughs> Lower Manhattan, Financial <laughs> District.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, so in and sort of and sort of closing um, for someone like you, I mean, you've really spanned like a broad gamut of creative business and in, in the sports sector alone, I'm curious, like, uh, what, you know, what's your pinnacle? Like, what's, what's the top of the mountain for you? Like where, you know, 10 years from now or wherever, wherever that type of thing, like, what, what do you want to do? Like at the end of the day, like, where do you, where do you see yourself? I feel
1: like I'm in an interview and I'm asking all these questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I don't know where i will be in like, I don't, like, I never think about that. I never, you know, Just I hope live to live in the be, moment. I, you know, I love, anyone could tell you that I've worked with. I love collaboration. I love brainstorming together. I never, I'm never that kind of designer that I need to be alone and design alone. I just hope to be with a great team and coming up with awesome ideas together. You know, that the key word is together and the key word is collaboration because that's the most important thing is, right. is, is that I'm never, I never want to do things. I'm never working on stuff alone, but, um, gosh, 10 years. I don't know. I, I, hope to, I know I love sports. I love, I love sports. I love, you know, the fan experience, but you know, again, I love to, you know, I love a great team and great people. That's what really what matters, you know?
0: Yeah. Red, red together. Right? <laughs> red together <exactly. laughs> so what, what, what about side projects? Do you do anything like on the side? Like you try to, um, um
1: you know, uh, I used to do a lot of side projects, um, I was just, you know, being in sports world, anyone could tell you, it really takes up a lot, a good chunk of your time. Um, When I first, when I first started ESPN, my, my, my shift was 4 p.m. to midnight. And then, yeah. And I had Saturday, I had Friday, Saturdays off. That was my weekend. A lot of other kids, you know, they had Tuesday, Wednesdays off, they had Wednesday, Thursdays off. So being in television, that will, that, that sucks sometimes when you got to do those kinds of shifts. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I was at the Knicks, I worked a lot of hours. I probably worked from nine to 10, um, maybe three or four times a week. And I mean, the sports world is demanding, you know, it's, they, they, it it takes a lot out of you because they want, you know, like they have, we all have all these really awesome ideas and it's due tomorrow.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And things are happening right now, you know, it's like every day. it's just like this 24-7 cycle.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, if we, you know, we were prepping for, if we had won that match last Sunday, but two Sundays ago, we, we were prepping to, you know, in case we won, I had all these other things and projects in my, in my scope, ready to go, ready to release, um, and uh, it, it takes a lot out of you, but you know the thing. At the end of the day, it's the fans that love this, and you know I love reading comments saying, "Oh, I love this! You're like who did this? This was cool!" And um, that makes me happy.
0: Yeah, well, that's really awesome. I think um, I think that you you do great work, and and obviously I haven't seen. I mean, I've seen your Red Bull stuff in terms of like. I've seen work from the Red Bulls and that's just like assuming obviously that you did it. (laughs) (laughs) But like as far as like on your site and stuff, like just from, from just back at your ESPN days all the way up to now, I mean, it's, it's good stuff. I'm glad that we got an opportunity to talk and, and uh, I'm very appreciative of you taking time to come on the podcast.
1: Yeah, no, I'm glad I got here to talk and, and you know what, I I love talking about work and I love talking about design stuff and you'll see, you'll definitely see uh, on my website, Cruise by Design, you'll see even on my Behance um you'll see a, my year at the Red Bulls because that's my that's my project for the next month is is taking photos of for my portfolio and showing everybody what I've been working on because everybody's been asking
0: <laughs> right right well listen uh, where why don't you give us those links where can listeners support that work and follow follow that work
1: Yeah so um, I'm my my Instagram is cruisebydesign.com or you can just look at Michelle Cruz. Um, and my website is uh, www.cruisebydesign.com. I do not have Twitter. I am. Uh, I need to get on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can find me on Behance and on LinkedIn, Michelle Cruz. You can find me on uh, New York Red Bulls or ESPN, any of those um, uh, groups. Uh, yeah,
0: and that's Michelle with two L's. Just so Michelle people. with
1: two L's, Sorry, yeah. since it's since Cruise, is audible it's audible form here. C R U Z for <laughs> Cruise by Design. Yeah,
0: awesome. Well, I appreciate your time and uh, and and keep up the good work. I'll definitely be following the Red Bulls in the future.
1: Yeah, definitely. We're we're gonna get better next year. Definitely, we're just, hmm. it's, it only gets better from
0: here. Awesome. Thanks again, Michelle. My next guest is going to be Ben Osborne. Ben is the editor in chief of Slam Magazine. It's no secret that I'm a basketball guy, and and I got my first issue of Slam Magazine when I was a kid. I think it was at a church Christmas party, actually. It was it was issue number three. Uh, I believe it actually had Shaq on the cover, and it was the 1994-95 season preview issue for College and NBA Hoops. Ever since then, I've never missed an Issue. Uh, I fell in love with this, with the just the overall swag of the magazine. They had a slam of the month. They had posters. They covered sneakers. All of the 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 great things about basketball and culture, and then the writing, specifically the writing. I mean, it was written in in a slang that I had never seen really written before. It was very it was very hip hop. Um, it was it was something that you just didn't see in magazines or or written in books but it was it was the language that was used daily on the basketball courts or or just on the teams that i was around as a kid i actually even wrote a letter to the editor during my early college years and it got published i remember i was actually a graphic design major and there were there were some cutouts or something in the issue that looked a little a little crappy, <laughs> and I and I wrote a letter to the editor, sort of bashing, <laughs> bashing some of the design work, and talking about how the magazine was great, but they should do better at, at that. And and it was funny, it, it got published. So most of the most of the letters were about just specific articles or or teams, and and my, mine was about design, and, and it got published. Um, anyway, so Ben has been with the publication for nine years in some form or another, and he's in charge of putting together the issues from a content perspective as well as being over digital and and then working with the creative team on the look and feel of the magazine. It should be another good behind the scenes look into a long-standing sports publication. You guys know that I'm a huge fan of, of sports publications and and just the the design work that's in magazines. It's uh it's a cool industry. Big thanks again to Michelle Cruz for taking time to come aboard the show. Again, as she's mentioned, she's not on Twitter. But uh, you can find her work at her website, which is cruzbydesign.com, C-R-U-Z, by design.com. And then her Behance profile is that same user handle, which is Cruise by design. Also, be sure to follow the New York Red Bulls Instagram account to see some of her team's creative and campaign work. She and her art director, Kevin, are super talented, and uh, they're putting out some really cool stuff, especially being backed by uh, a brand that's notorious for putting out Cool work uh, in Red Bull. Be sure to head over to makersofsport.com slash episodes to hear more from Michelle and then other previous guests, uh, especially halftime episodes where it's their solo episodes of me discussing entrepreneurship, freelance, and just professionalism and more in the sports industry. Also, please be sure to sign up for Weekend Reads, a weekly newsletter where I write exclusive content and share the things that I'm reading, find interesting, or just things that inspire me for the week. In addition, you will be notified on a list of upcoming guests or just any podcast news, show notes, um, products, the products in the future um, that that just haven't been announced publicly yet. These newsletters are are actually also sort of morphing into another halftime. So if you like those, then definitely go support the show by signing up at makersofsport.com slash email. Lastly, there are no sponsors on the show, as you know. Um, I try to keep the show as pure as possible, objective as possible, and not be influenced by outside brands or, or sponsors it's totally really just who i want to interview and who i want to bring to you guys so please go head over to makers slash itunes and and write a review hit the five star and write a review about the show if you get value from the show uh, or the guests on the show then please please share the podcast and rate the content so that others can discover that value for themselves as well no sponsors means that this show is completely free. Other podcasts, they sell sponsors. You are the product, and they sell your ears to sponsors. So um, I, w- this is free. So please, please reward the show and the guests. If you like the guests, then go write about their episode um, in whichever application you happen to be listening to. I'm at T. Adam Martin on Twitter and Dribble. The show is at Makers of Sport. I hope your new year is getting off to a good start. Uh, Until next time, have a good week.